Hey gearheads and welcome to Garage Talk, a discussion about all things automotive. I'm Corey. And I'm Matt. And each week this podcast will serve as a catalyst for discussion on all sorts of topics that grind our gears, rev our engines, or just need a bit more conversation. And on this week's episode, we've got a fun discussion ahead of us. So we are well into our annual GT Dream Car Bracket Challenge on Facebook and Instagram. This is our second year doing it. And it has been a blast so far and looks to be a continual blast for a few more days to come. Uh, It's been really fun uh, not only compiling this bracket from votes that you, our listeners, submitted of what your dream cars are, but uh, now we have gotten to the part where you, our listeners, vote head-to-head on which cars make the cut. And as we narrow this bracket down from 64 cars down to one winner, it'll be very interesting to see who wins. Yeah. Yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, You're already in a world of hurt. Yeah, my bracket got busted uh, (laughs) day one. So uh, thank you. Thank you for that, listeners and fans. Uh, That's okay. The little bit of March Madness news that I've heard, everyone in the world's bracket were busted this past couple of days too so yeah i don't keep up so much with any of the sports lately uh life's been crazy trying to you know start a business and get that going so uh extracurricular viewing stuff like that uh has taken a hit over the past year or so but uh this has been fun so i this is a bracket challenge i can wholeheartedly get behind (laughs) and uh it has been a very fun one for sure yeah so uh, just a quick recap, if you, this is news to you in general, uh, first, I'm sorry, we should have done this episode last week kind of as a ramp up for uh, the Bracket Challenge because now we are a week into it. Yeah. And uh, we actually started voting on our Facebook page and our Instagram page on our stories. And if you don't know how to do that, just click on our uh, profile pic and it'll pop up. There should be four matches each day, a uh, head-to-head comparison between some pretty awesome cars, and those were all submitted by our listeners and our fans, and we thank you for that. I did my best to make a logical bracket of the craziness <laughs> that was submitted. I did have to pull in one or two just to round it out and make it fit. Uh, I know Bill Taylor, the vehicle nanny, asked me today, he's like, dude, what is with all these Teslas? <laughs> They've got a passionate fan base. That's, That's true, yeah. So uh, there were a lot of Teslas in there, and judging how voting is going so far today, granted, we still technically have 12 hours of voting left as yeah. of this recording, but it's from 8 p.m. to 8 a.m., and I, historically, I've not seen a lot of voting in those hours. Right. So I can kind of count today's voting as done. And uh, no Teslas made it out of today's round. (laughs) So uh, it it seems like even though people voted for Teslas yesterday, uh, today they they just weren't having it. They were like Bill, they were over it. They're like, too many Teslas. We're done here. So uh, it was a good one. So I figured you and I. Tonight is the first chance we're actually reviewing each other's brackets. Yeah. And and we can do a little smack talk and discussion about who won and, and where we're going from there. And You didn't win. You know, no, I didn't. You didn't win either. I, I Not can, yet. Yeah, but uh, I'm pretty sure yours is busted. I have not no. gone through it in detail just I yet. Have, I have the ultimate car in, in the winter circle. I mean... So. It is interesting. We'll tease this one right now that you and I both picked a 60s vehicle for the winner yeah, of it all. That's true. And uh, it is not the 60. If you've been listening to us for a year, it's not the 60s car on my bracket that you would imagine that I have in the uh, winner circle yeah. for this one. So I was as shocked as anyone else. <laughs> <laughs> Let me just tell you that. So the way I went about filling out my bracket, I know, I think you put a little. I know you put more thought into it than I did because I did the whole, this is going to be hard. I did first instinct yeah. and think wrong, think long or vice versa. Yeah. Think, think, think yeah. yeah. Think, think right. long, think wrong. There we go. Right. Um, yeah. And <laughs> yeah, thank you. And uh, so that, that was my philosophy in filling this one out is do it quickly and just let, 
you know, the natural reaction flow of sure. uh, what would make it. So hence my final four and uh, my winner being what it was. I, I'm truly shocked at what came about. So are we going to indulge the listeners about? We'll get our... there. We'll oh, okay. get there. All right. yeah. We'll just tease them. They'll have to keep listening all right. the way to the yeah. end to find out uh, exactly what we picked to gotcha. win it all. Okay. Well, maybe not the end. We've got a little uh, Easter Jeep Safari news that dropped today. As of this recording, we are Monday, March 22nd. Yeah. So uh, some EJS news came out. All electric Jeep. Very excited about yeah. that with a manual transmission. So Easter Jeep Safari yeah. starts this weekend. Yeah. Believe yeah. it or not. So, I cannot believe it's Easter already. We're we're here. Like where did the gear go? I I I said mentioned on last week's episode of the podcast that my son turned three last weekend. Yeah. And like what? <laughs> yeah. Where first off, where the last three years go, but where has twenty twenty one gone? It's like uh, the calendar changed. It snowed twice. The power went out. The water went out, and here we are. So pretty much, yeah. it's been a crazy year in Texas. But we're here to talk bracket challenge. So uh, I've got mine in front of me. You've got yours in front of you. Uh-huh. So we'll just kind of go matchup by matchup here. Okay. Uh, All right. And keeping in mind some of these, the voting has already closed on, and as we get into uh, the second, third rounds, and down into there. Uh, well, and, and those haven't quite made it yet. Yeah, we we're yeah. Once we get on down in, you know, Sweet Sixteen, Elite Eight, all those are are not yet. As of this recording, as we, of this recording, yeah. some of them will be done before Friday, I would imagine. Yeah, but not all of them. So, so as, as we do talk about these brackets, Matt and I will discuss what we have picked, and then I will let you know what has finalized as of this recording. And you can check out uh, our Facebook and Instagram just to keep up with where we've been. And if you are on Instagram, more often than not, the Instagram vote tally by itself is a good indicator of who actually wins. And Instagram has this cool thing where you can, you know, do a story highlight. So you can see the entire voting process uh, on Instagram. You just go to our profile page and hit 2021 bracket and you can click your way on through there and see the percentages for each vehicle. So jumping right into it. Yeah. So I, I have a question for you. Okay. Okay. Because I don't imagine our listeners want to hear 64 different you're right, you're right, vehicles you're right. and matchups and all that. So what what is first, first round, what are two matchups that were like the worst, most difficult decision for you? So, um, the Jaguar E-Type versus the Ferrari 250 GTO. Those are two very iconic yeah. uh, vehicles, very beautiful vehicles of that era. And that one was a tough one uh, for me. Let's see. Um, we had a lot of... So, the way this bracket came down is uh, there's a giant chunk of classics, a giant chunk of electrics, and there's a chunk of... TV, movie vehicles, and then performance yeah. vehicles, uh, whether it be off-road or on-road. And so that's generally kind of how this breaks down. Uh, and at some point, you're going to get some crossovers between, like, uh, the electrics are going to be going up against the classics, which right. is a fun little twist. Oh, you know? definitely, yeah. I mean, uh, old school versus new school. So right. that one was uh, fun to draft out as I was filling are creating this bracket in the first place. So, uh, yeah, that one was tough. And then getting into the electric stuff, uh, there, there really wasn't a hard one there uh, because there was a lot of Tesla. There was and, a lot of and Tesla. And I think yeah. people generally are kind of getting a little tired of it just in the news and they're wanting to see what's new and stuff like that. So I'd say the hardest one for me was that, uh, Jaguar E-Type versus the Ferrari. Okay. Um, I I don't know for sure. I I asked you a question. I don't know that I'll be able to answer. Okay. (laughs) I'll, I'll, I'll do this. The hardest one for me to answer was General Lee versus the Smokey and the Bandit. Oh, Um, I, I had to think a while on that one. Um, of course the general won out. Mm -hmm. Um, but the other one that I struggled a little bit with, and I think this one will surprise you, was the Acura NSX C8 yeah. combination. Uh, both mid-engine. Right. Both have terrible flaws. Right. Uh, 
both are modern, inexpensive supercars. Correct. Um, both have things that I like a whole lot about. Mm-hmm. Both have things that I despise. Mm-hmm. So um, that was a tough one. It, yeah, it was. I, I struggled with that one because one day I want to have. I, I want to own an NSX. Probably about the time you get a C8, yeah. I'll, I'll end up with well, an NSX. Then so. we can have a real life matchup. That right? Be fun. Exactly. Exactly. I'd be game for that. But uh, I ended up. I ended up putting the uh, the C8 out yeah. on that one uh over the uh nsx just um the hybrid element of the nsx bothers me a little bit yeah uh and and the way that they've put all that together but and, and you know you say it every week when we interview somebody the best engines have eight cylinders so it's true yeah, uh, yeah. just by that metric alone right you had to pick the c8 so yeah um going down that side of the bracket so you know i was just looking down uh the left side, the right side, uh, tough decisions for me. Uh, Wrangler versus Raptor. That one was a hard one to even like design against one another. Uh, I am team uh, Wrangler, so I, I, you know, I'm a little biased against Ford. And I, I see the Wrangler as more customizable and it has a more faithful community. Uh-huh. So I picked that one moving forward. Uh, there was an interesting one. I am a GM fanboy, but Calac uh, CT5V Blackwing versus the Lexus IS500 that just was announced by Lexus this year. That that was an interesting one for me. And then uh, <laughs> one that was really interesting to pair up. Again, I said there were performance on-road and off-road kind of blended together was the uh, Bentley Continental GT versus the Ram TRX. Yeah, no competition there at all. Yeah. Uh, it was more interesting that that's how it got paired up, but yeah, Ram TRX right, yeah. all the way. Uh, I have to uh, make a correction, Corey. I actually picked the NSX over the what? C8. I was looking at your bracket. Oh, same. Mm. <laughs> I've, I've already messed up the whole thing. We yeah. just got to start over. Yeah. Just, well, uh, let the, me hit, hit the, the button again. There you go. So, no, just kidding. Yep. Um, so as of the recording of this, I'll run through some that have been completed. Okay. And y'all can voice your concerns or your frustrations with how voting has gone so far on our Facebook and Instagram. But uh, let's see. Starting it off, we had the GTO Judge against 57 Chevy. Uh, that was no contest in the GTO's favor. So the Judge wins out. And... Uh, I don't know if I want to completely spoil it just yet, but uh, the Ferrari versus the E-Type, I was shocked. It was close, seven-point right. differential here, but the Ferrari won out over the E-Type. Very interesting there. I think it may be more brand recognition than anything else, or it could I mean, have been the picture I chose. We we both. I, I did notice the colors made a big difference on the vehicles. Yeah. Uh, seeing a picture of the rig in different colors helps a lot. We both picked the E-Type, and we both... Uh, lost out that on one. that one. Yeah. yeah. So this one shocked me, like floored me because uh, Bill Taylor, the vehicle nanny, nominated the 79 Camaro for obvious sentimental reasons for him. Right. Definitely not the pinnacle of Camaros by any means. I put it up against the Prowler thinking, you know, the Prowler was cool, different, interesting. Granted, right. it was not athletic really by any stretch but it was cool to look at and it was a cool cruiser uh yeah it was a no contest in the camaro's favor so that one was uh, an interesting outcome well and we both picked the prowler yeah so. we're not good at our own game <laughs> busted yeah basically uh this one was a little bit of a shock to me so the ferrari testarossa against the aston martin db4 both classic vehicles of their era and uh, db4 beat the ferrari handily so that one was kind of a shocker especially knowing uh some of the demographics that i get of our listening audience uh that one that one shocked me a little bit Hmm. uh this one mercedes sl300 gullwing versus the lamborghini mira so the original supercar right against this awesome gullwing beauty of a vehicle and the mercedes uh, one handily then the one that caused you much disdain yes the shelby cobra versus a viper gts i'm not convinced that you didn't put some of these pairings together just to irk me oh maybe not just you this this one was fun just because 
the Viper wouldn't have happened if it weren't for the Cobra. Like, well, yeah. So that one was just fun to see. All right, how's this going to shake out? Sure. And uh, it was uh, three to one in favor of the Cobra. No uh, kidding. Uh, yeah, it, it was no contest there. Wow. And I even posted pictures of them in the same color scheme. So yeah. the Viper GTS came out in 96 with the blue-white uh, paint scheme to yeah. Yeah, yeah. to look like the Shelby Cobra. So. That one was interesting. McLaren F1 versus the DeLorean. Uh, again, three to one in the McLaren's favor. The Audi. It's not a pretty car. The DeLorean. No, the, the well, neither one of them. Uh, but the, the McLaren. That that the nineties were not good. The car <laughs> makers. <laughs> yes, but uh, as many pointed out last year, so the McLaren lost out to the Viper GTS last year. Both have very passionate fan bases. Oh yeah, both in and outside of our listening audience, and the McLaren just has this iconic status in the car world. Because oh sure, there are so few of them out there. Right, and it was so outrageously insane for the time. It held the record for the fastest car for how long? Like twenty years. It it was ridiculous. It's still ugly. Well, so is the DeLorean. If it's you know. Not done right. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, loaded out as a time machine. It there looks a little better, but... There you go. Uh, next up, speaking of not super attractive cars, the 1984 Audi Quattro. Oh, I skipped ahead. I thought you were going to talk about the Camaro. That's well, it 69. was going going That's... up against the uh, 69 Camaro Z28, so th- that was the matchup there. And uh, the Camaro won out handily there, three to one. So, sorry, Chad. I know you nominated the Audi there. Um <laughs> My apologies, my dream car went out. So uh, we'll we'll see if it makes it. It's Corey's fault. There's a shirt on GTGarageTalk.com. Click on shop, and yeah, it's it's Corey's Corey's fault. fault. That that originated this time last year when you were putting all this together. Anyway, so (laughs) yep. All right, so the back of my sheet here is all electric vehicles. So you can go ahead, roll your eyes, push any sound effect button over there that you want, the sad trombone or whatever. But uh, the future is electric. We did not speak about electric vehicles at all last week. So we're coming in full force this week. Oh, boy. Yeah. So, uh, yes, just... I think I'm going to mandate moving forward in the podcast at least one episode a month with no electric vehicle absolutely talk. no electric vehicle discussion at all well and if we miss a month based on whoever it is we're talking to yeah it's two for the following oh, month so interesting yeah well see we were doomed from the get-go because of all the ejs news coming out today in the electric wrangler so that ain't happening stupid evs <laughs> you did say just this week did what did you i not? say you said that you might be able to get behind them if it was the video of the Mach-E drifting in the snow. Oh, yeah. I, there's still too much money. They are. There's still... Uh, the, the infrastructure is not there. It's getting better. It, but it's going to take 20 years for it to catch up. Yeah. It's just... And and still, even still, this, this electric vehicles are going to save the world baloney is the driving force behind it. And I'm sorry, but that's the wrong reason to make an electric vehicle. I'm excited about them for the fun reasons and the instant torque and, and stuff like that. And the packaging, you, you can make a different type of vehicle. Oh, definitely. uh, When you go all electric, but yeah, that's just me anyway, diving into it. So we had uh, two vehicles that kind of compete with one another. They will be cross shopped because of their size dimensions and price point this was another one i thought you pitted up against each other just for me no 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 because uh our good friend alex on autos even tested both of these side by side and did a whole like 30 minute video video talking about how these two go against each other head to head okay and how again similar price point similar ish packaging but two totally different missions. So oh, yeah. the VW ID4, if you don't know what that is, that is Volkswagen's first all-electric vehicle here in the States. And it is launching the first of this sub-brand. ID is Intelligent Design. And uh, so overseas, they have the ID3, and it's supposed to be like the next generation uh, of 
people's car. So the first people's car was the Beetle, and then the next one was the Golf, and so this is supposed to be the third ID3 uh, iteration of the people's car for the future. So uh, we didn't get that. We got the crossover version of it called the ID4, and it's pitted up against the Must Mustang Mach-E, which has its own issues behind it, and it's more marketing than it is anything else. But Ford is really putting that thing up against the Model Y, yeah. and VW is really going up against just mainstream I vehicles had, with theirs. I had yet another conversation this week with somebody saying, if they had just not put the Mustang name on that car. But... If they hadn't called it a Mustang, would so many people be talking about it? No. And like that's the, that's the brilliance of what yeah, they're doing with it, too. And, and so, there's so much conversation about it. And on top of that, outside of the GT version, which is yet to officially launch, right? Uh, we know all the details about it. It's going to be... A, it's going to be pretty mean. Yeah, a Tesla competitor for sure. But outside of the GT version, like it's kind of a boring car if you take the mustang element away from it right uh, there are cool things about it like i said evs are cool instant torque stuff like that uh the interior packaging is interesting it's it's a departure from ford as of late you know with the speaker that goes across the dash and there's some cool things about it but uh you, our listeners, uh, picked two to one the maki -E over the id4 and i am not surprised whatsoever about that i'm not either yeah uh, now for the Tesla. So the Model S Plaid against its main competitor from Lucid, the Lucid Air. Uh, I think this one is more brand recognition than yeah. anything. Lucid is a startup company that is trying and succeeding as far as you know the stat sheet goes, uh, taking on the Model S. And unfortunately for our listening audience, it's not enough just yet. So the Model S uh, squeaked out a victory over the Lucid Air, just a three-point differential there. There were two or three of these that I had to Google to to remember or know what they were. Yeah, to see all the details about them. This yeah. was one of them. Uh, the next one, Model X against the Cadillac Lyric. So this one was the first, uh, I don't want to say concept vehicle, but just unreleased vehicle that Pre, was pre-production. Yeah. So yeah. we know pretty much all the details, but nobody's really gotten to test the Cadillac Lyric yet. And again, self-proclaimed GM fanboy over here. And mm, I'm not in love with it. Like, but you picked it over the Model X. Uh, well, yes, just because it's different. And again, you know, Tesla. <laughs> but uh, I, I just. Mm, I don't know what it is about the styling, but something about it is just odd. So I'm I'm waiting to see one in person, yeah, and and to see how I feel about it before coming to any final conclusions. But uh, the Model X did win out, so two Teslas did make it into the next round, and it were was the OG Teslas uh, of this list, the Model S and X. Next up, the Jaguar I-Pace against the Model Y, and the I-Pace squeaked out a victory, so kudos to Jag for a uh, very competent crossover-ish, hatchback-ish electric vehicle. It's probably the prettiest of most, if not all, of these EVs. It was, uh, it's got some... It's got some shapes. I th I'd say the next grouping, which is today, Monday, the 22nd voting mm -hmm. uh, matchup, has got some pretty good lookers in it. So the Tesla Roadster, amazingly stunning vehicle. Meh. Yeah. And the Audi e-tron GT. I did like the Audi. Um, so did most of our fans as of this <laughs> recording. So um, no Tesla Roadster. Uh, the Porsche Taycan. Versus the Model 3. No Model 3 moving forward, so the Porsche moves on. So uh, that and the e-tron, it'll be interesting to see those go head-to-head -head because they are essentially the same vehicle. Basically, yeah. yeah. Uh, just with their own company's flair on the bones of it all. I'm going to rabbit trail just for a quick second. Go for it. So speaking of the same vehicle, um, I'm not quite to the point of endorsing the new American Top Gear, uh, but I am watching them so that I can be educated. 
I couldn't get past the first episode and I just haven't found time to, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's I'm, I'm about five or six episodes in and it's hard to swallow sometimes, but, uh, they did a test between the, uh, yeah. Porsche Cayenne Turbo SE hybrid, the Lamborghini Urus and the Bentley Bentega speed. So that's not, they're all the same vehicle. It's the same rig. Yeah. They're they're it's it's apples to apples to apples with different skin on. It, it's a Macintosh apple compared to a Golden Delicious versus a Granny Smith. Yeah, like, I, what's your flavor? Yeah, yeah, it was personally I thought it was a little ridiculous. Yeah. Um. So so referring to your um, same vehicle thing, Etron GT versus a Porsche Taycan. Right. Yep. That that's gonna be an interesting one, and it really is styling at that point which, yeah which do you prefer yeah so this next one depending on how voting closes out today could be very interesting and we could have a round two bracket of you know back-to-back uh similar vehicles competing against each other because we already have e-tron gt against porsche Taycan, same vehicle and then we've got Hummer EV versus the Rivian R1T, which is the truck version. Right. And the ID Buzz against the Rivian R1S, which is the SUV version. That was harder to say than I thought it would be. And it is possible that the Rivians can go head-to-head. One just has more seats than the other, but it is essentially the same electric SUV truck. You and I picked completely opposite each other on this, too. Did you notice that? Uh, yeah. You, you yeah. picked the Hummer EV and the VW ID Buzz. I picked the Rivians. So uh, most of our fans picked the Hummer EV as well. Uh, I think there there is a lot of um, buzz surrounding that one. Right. Uh, the removable roof panels, the return of the Hummer brand. Uh, the iconic look and design, which from certain angles they nailed, and from other angles, what is that? But uh, we're getting close to actually seeing those out in the wild. Yeah. So uh, they're testing them. The SUV version is going to be announced during the uh, Final Four, I do believe, uh, on air on April 3rd. They so. sure are spending some money on that sucker, aren't they? Yeah, well, they're making 113k on each one. That's true. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Uh, the, the top line, the launch edition, I believe is what they call it, is going for 112, 113k. So uh, they sure are a pretty penny to get, get your foot in the door there. So anyway, Hummer EV did beat out or is currently, as of this recording, beating out the Rivian R1T. So that's the truck. But interestingly, the ID Buzz, which again is another unreleased vehicle at this point, uh, it, it's really the most concept vehicle we have on this list because it's not official yet. It's unofficially official, uh, but it is the VW Type 2 bus reincarnate. And if ever there was a vehicle that needed to come back as an all electric vehicle, it was this. Oh, yeah. I, I, it, to a T sums up uh, the electric car movement and everything you hate about the electric car movement, I do believe. But uh, it it just seemed perfect to me. And it, I picked it all the way into the final four. Uh, I did not have it in the finals, but uh, I, I figured the nostalgia of it all would carry it well into the final four. It, really? It, it didn't make it out of the first round. <laughs> Um, three to one vote for the Rivian SUV, the R1S. So there you go. That is a voting as concluded so far. Yeah. Uh, some other interesting ones, uh, that I've got on my list. Uh, I've got lightning McQueen going all the way to the final four. Uh, so beating out some of the others, we've been living, living lightning McQueen here in this house with the three-year-olds. So Uh, Yeah, that one's for you, Tucker. I I definitely picked Lightning McQueen going all the way in. Uh, Had him beaten out the Batmobile to get into the Elite Eight and beaten a K5 (laughs) Blazer to get in the Final Four. So, yeah, there's some star power behind uh, the Lightning McQueen name. So you you tried to pick a little more... Well, no, you said you just Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, uh, mm knee-jerked. But it seems like 
you're also thinking maybe subconsciously, what are the people going to pick? Not just a what? little bit, a little bit, because I, I also didn't want my bracket busted. Right. <laughs> so, um, yeah, a so bit, much for that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Got that wrong. So thanks of, guys. Let's see. One, one, two, three. Count how many you've still got five, right now. Six, seven. Of the Elite Eight mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. I have, um, seven of them are Ford or Ford affiliate yeah. vehicles. Yeah. That's interesting. Isn't that? Yeah. A little, a little brain bias on your part, maybe? No. No, no. No, not at all. Not I, at all. I'm actually shocked <laughs> that you didn't pick the ID Buzz to go further. I... Uh, being a VW guy. I think I think a part of it being more concept than reality, and the Rivian the Rivians just look so good. They're just really sharp looking rigs. Yeah, and, uh, and I've got some pretty cool tech behind them. Uh, we're yet to get to see or experience one, but a uh, lot of things in our near future. Hopefully, one will be at an event that we are also at. Yeah, and uh, looking forward to what that company can churn out. Speaking of, I'll tease this one a little bit, and and I'm teasing you with this oh one dear. too, Corey, oh because uh, um, you know that there's an event that I'm going to, yes, in a couple of weeks. Yes, and I am jealous. Um, I got an email on it today. Okay, let me see if I can pull it up on air. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, so so yeah, this I got, is what happens when you go off script, man. I got uh, address information. I got attire information. I got which gate I'm supposed to check nice, in at. Nice. Um, where I'm supposed to park, what the registration looks like, and uh, I'll just leave this little tidbit right here for you. Okay. All right. It says eight thirty or eight o'clock registration. Eight thirty welcome and orientation. This is the one I'm excited about. Okay. Nine a.m. Rotate between road course ride and drive, straight line demonstration, and <clears throat> production immersion. What was that? Huh? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'll, I'll, and then 12 p.m. track tour ends. Yeah. So, yeah. You're going to have a fun morning ahead of you I'm very soon. really looking forward to it. And we're going to have some fun content coming out of that. So, uh, yep, you can follow us and see what all we're into, what we're doing on Facebook at GT Garage Talk and Instagram at GT Garage Talk on Twitter at GT Garage Talk or GTGarageTalk.com. You can keep up with what we're driving, where we're at, what we're testing, because we've got some fun stuff in the books that we're just waiting for the date to pull the trigger on. And Pretty much. Uh, some first drives for you. We've got some very interesting uh, comparisons yeah. that uh, we're working out the logistics of. So we're very excited about the future here at GT Garage Talk and what we can bring you. And uh, all we can say, the easiest way to support us is share this podcast with your friends and family. Get everyone to like and subscribe and all the social media things. But, uh, yeah, we, we've got some cool stuff coming your way that we're very grateful for your support that you keep listening to us because that allows us to keep doing these awesome things and going to these events where, you know, they're uh, a mix between a track and road course involved in certain emails that we're receiving. Uh-huh, uh-huh. I want to give it away. I want to spoil it for you, but I'm not going to. Yeah, uh-huh. So, uh, yeah, we've, we've got some fun stuff going on. And, um, you know, the, the first event we're actually both going to together is starting yeah. to come together. We <laughs> registered today for our first ever joint event. Like, how is it that we're, we will be about a year and a half in at the point that we actually go to our first full-fledged event together well, that isn't our own. Well, okay. I was going to put the caveat in there. We did have our own event that right. we were both at. But, right. yeah. Um, yeah, East Texas. Uh, East Texas. The Texas Auto Riders Association uh, is putting on a... Uh, 2021 Texas Car Roundup where yeah. we will 
uh, get to do some first drives for you. And we're very excited about some of the content we will create there at that event and be getting some awesome pictures, some driving footage. Uh, I'm very, very excited about that event. And the fact that, you know, we'll actually be somewhere together. uh, Yeah. Drooling over cars and arguing about what we like and what we don't like. So Basically, that, yeah. That'll be really fun. Speaking of which, Uh-oh. new cars, exciting cars, arguing about what we do and don't like, EJS, Easter Jeep Safari, is upon us. And today, Monday, March 22nd, Jeep announced uh, the rigs they will be taking to Easter Jeep Safari in Moab, Utah this year. And uh, they are bringing... The rigs, uh, essentially, I'm guessing that were supposed to go last year, but because of, you know, world pandemics, uh, EJS didn't happen. And they're also bringing vehicles that they came up with this year. And Jeep really uses this as the ultimate fan interaction experience to gauge interest in whether it be a full product launch, whether it be accessories, things of that nature. It really is an awesome testing bed for the Jeep brand because they have some of their most faithful followers and supporters and uh, loyal Jeep owners at this event. And they roll out some pretty wicked, awesome, and crazy uh, concepts each and every year for Easter Jeep Safari. And uh, this year's no different. Yeah. So... Uh, Let's see, we've got Jeep Magneto. It is a Jeep Wrangler battery electric vehicle concept, and it actually has a manual transmission in it. So uh, it's very interesting. I was reading uh, a little bit on how they made it all work and why and how and what, Um, but it's it's a heavy rig for sure because batteries are heavy. Right. And uh, they've stuck batteries pretty much anywhere they can, including uh, there is no rear seat in it. So it's a two-seater, two-seater, two-door Jeep. Uh, I found it interesting. I do believe it's got a hood scoop. Why? I don't know. (laughs) So uh, that was an interesting design choice. But uh, that's Jeep Magneto. Jeepster Beach, uh, which I think is probably my favorite. It is basically an update of a 68 Jeepster Commando, uh, and it is... As they say, it's a totally tubular showpiece that blends a vintage body with a modern drivetrain. So it's the best of both worlds. It's the beautiful looks of the classic with all the new bits of anything brand new that uh, you're kind of sneering over there. It's not my favorite. Yeah. Uh, Jeep Red Bear. No bones about it. This fully custom Gladiator Rubicon concept pairs a legendary 4x4 capability with ultimate performance with a 91 to 1 crawl ratio, eco-diesel fuel efficiency, and driving range. 91 to 1. Yeah. I'm really... Like I like that one. So I, I did mention uh, and have in the past that I got to drive the Eco Diesel Gladiator at the Texas Auto Riders Texas Truck Rodeo last fall, and I loved that thing. Torque monster, torque for days. I loved it, I loved it, I loved it. And so this is just taking it to the extreme. So that one's awesome. The Jeep Orange Peels, which uh, my love for color loves this one. It says, pays tribute to the long-standing open-air fun and freedom lifestyle that makes Jeep Wrangler a global icon. So. It's interesting. Uh, the past several years, actually, um, there's been something like this one mm-hmm. with big windows, small pillars, uh, more of an open-air feel, and people love it. Absolutely swarm to those rigs and and they love the feel of it the look of it all that kind of stuff and mopar never does anything with it and to your point it it's so slim pillars it's just not modern crash safety rated so it it can't they've got a full roll cage in them though i can't imagine yeah i don't know i don't know i don't either it's just yeah yeah those little things. So uh, I would say probably the most interesting one of the bunch is the Magneto, which uh, we joked. We did a Facebook Live video when you showed up to record tonight. Uh, my son got a fully electric Jeep for his third birthday, and they've been around for since we were kids, right? You know, oh, yeah. Power Wheels, uh, not sponsored. But, uh, you know, 
what's the big deal here? It, it's <laughs> other than, you know, it's a grown up sized all electric that can, you know, actually do stuff. Right. So, uh, yeah, just kidding about, uh, my son's, uh, electric Jeep, but this one is uh, quite capable. Uh, the powertrain output is equivalent to the Pentastar V6. So 273 pound foot of torque, 285 horsepower. It's very similar to what you're getting out of the Pentastar. Uh, like I mentioned, it is a heavier rig, but it does actually accelerate quite a bit quicker. So uh, 0 to 60 in 6.8 seconds, which I believe uh, the regular Jeep is somewhere in the 7 to 8 second range. So... It'd be a fun little it's, it's on-road, off-road vehicle. Yeah, it's nuts to me that 10 years ago, like, that was, well, maybe 15 years ago, that was like sports car, mm-hmm. that was the pinnacle, right? Yeah. If you were sub six seconds, you were you were now just you to be nuts like fast. Sub four or even sub three right. second. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so now we've got a 6,000-pound uh, four-wheel Jeep. drive Jeep that's doing... Well, a six seconds, going back six. to our uh, bracket challenge with the Hummer EV, the you know fully crazy mode that they call Watts to Freedom WTF on uh, the launch edition, will launch that huge five passenger truck. To that zero probably to six, weighs eight thousand pounds. Yeah, zero to sixty in the same amount of time as a mid-engine C8 Corvette. So, like, yeah. Again, when we're talking electric vehicles and what they're capable of, it's that kind of stuff that excites me. When you can get all your stuff and all your friends in a rig and do crazy stuff like that, that's where I get excited. And that's where I'm like, yes, I want to test this. And I I want to create some crazy content and videos uh, of uh, these vehicles because uh, the, the electric world opens up a lot of possibilities. So... Uh, I'll, I'll just read a little bit about this Magneto straight from the press release from Jeep. Powering the Jeep Magneto's e-motor are four battery packs with a combined power output of 70, watt, 70 kilowatt hours running an 800 volt system. The lithium ion batteries are distributed around the Wrangler to balance weight on the four wheels. Um, it's got an inverter uh, derived from race cars and converts DC power to AC for the high-tech motor. The batteries and all that still are tucked up high enough that the Jeep can maintain its 30-inch water fording uh, capability, so you don't sacrifice anything there with water fording. And uh, I'm trying to get some of, let's see, where it's talking about the fact that it's actually got a manual transmission built into it. The Jeep Magneto uses a custom-built axial flux electric motor that operates up to 6,000 RPM. The e-motor is connected to a six-speed manual transmission, creating a unique manual electric powertrain with a clutch that operates as it would on an internal combustion engine. In quick shift scenarios, the e-motor engages uh, regen upon clutch engagement to prevent rev hang. So... Interesting. Very interesting uh, setup that they've got there. Uh, it'd be really interesting to see in action and to hear or not hear. <laughs> right. But again, when it comes to wheeling and rock climbing and everything that happens out at Moab, electric powertrains have a huge upside. All that instant torque uh, just available at the tap of a pedal, and you can climb over something slowly, gently, and easily as needed. I mean, it's just very interesting setup. You're going to try really hard to convince me. I've been trying since we've started this. So Is it there, working? No, that's yeah. not. So anyway, there are... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to get you in an electric rig and see just how much you like it. So, you know, I did get you in a vehicle that had all the uh, vehicle nannies, so to speak. Uh, yeah. The adaptive cruise control and taking control of the steering wheel for you. You liked it. 
you know, it, it was it, weird. Yeah, but uh, but it was not unpleasant. Yeah, you you had a smile on your face sitting behind the wheel, not really doing anything, as the car did it all for you. So yeah, yeah. Uh, it'd be interesting to see how you handle an electric vehicle and, and what your thoughts are after you you know get to do donuts in one in a completely silent operation. Yeah. So uh, I, I'm, I have not been told exactly which vehicles, but. There will be electric vehicles at the Tawa event that we're headed to this April. So uh, You're going to make me drive one, aren't you? I am absolutely going to make you drive one. I'm going to get to drive first, but you are absolutely <laughs> going to uh, get behind the wheel of one, and uh, it'll be a good time. i tell you what. I'll make this deal with you right here on air live. Okay. If there is a If there is a Mach-E GT there, I will drive it. Well, that's... That's not even a deal. Like, of course you're going to drive that. There's not going to be any twisting your arm there. Well. Naturally. So, yeah, that'll be... Uh, I, I'm I'm hoping that that is one of the rigs that will be there. You know, I've heard rumors of brands that are coming, so... Frankly, with the way Ford's been operating lately, I'm not convinced anything's coming out till it's actually in production, <laughs> so... Yeah, if you've been uh, following the woes of uh, the Bronco launch and if you are familiar at all with how they launched the current-gen Ford Explorer, uh, Ford's having some issues. Add on top of that a global chip shortage that is halting production on most vehicles. So General Motors is getting a lot of heat, so to speak, that uh, they've cut production of their slower-selling vehicles to I, I went allocate over. all their chips to their higher selling vehicles so no camaros being produced right now in favor of trucks and suvs yeah i went over to our local dodge uh dodge chrysler jeep ram dealer here local um because i wanted to sit in a uh, uh a charger or a challenger they had three of and, both models <laughs> and of both models <laughs> and cow. two of them were trade-ins wow they had one new charger because same thing the one of those chips are halting production on those cars and yeah so it really goes back to you know uh technology yes or no uh this is definitely one of the downsides to all the technology that we come to expect in our vehicles nowadays because a lot of production problems all coming down to a teeny tiny little chip yeah that um is required to make everything work. So yeah, it, it's been an interesting year of uh, production and lack thereof in the automotive industry. So, one more note about Easter Jeep Safari. Did you notice your next vehicle is going to be there as well? Oh yeah, the three ninety two Hemi powered. I did notice Wrangler that. JK. And so uh, I got to sample that uh, concept at an event I went to this past fall, and it sounds amazing. I would absolutely love to have one because let's face it uh my current schedule i'm not going to be doing a lot of off-road wheeling anywhere around here there are some local places that i could take it to uh time is more my enemy than anything else so to have a rig that just sounds and looks so mean and menacing on the road and is so capable off-road yeah i'd love to have it yeah i'd also love to have the four by e so you know, back when I was commuting and I had maybe like a max of 15 miles per day round trip commute, I could go forever and never buy gas again and still load up and take it on a road trip and not have to worry about charging and stopping and plugging in anywhere. That's true. Best of both worlds, which true. again, I don't understand why everybody's like, we're going full EV. We're going full EV. We're going full... Just make a compelling hybrid for crying out loud. Uh, even a plug-in hybrid, like I, we, it's like we completely skipped over the plug-in hybrid stage. Yeah, and uh, the, well, I think a part of it is they're too efficient. Yeah, right. I mean, because EVs, you know, you get two hundred fifty to three hundred fifty, four hundred miles maybe yeah. with a good one. Um, the plug-in hybrids, you get five hundred plus miles out of them, easy. Yeah, and and that's with a little bitty electric assist to it you yeah. know the the pacificas are nearly touching 600 miles worth of range and your backside's a lot more tired than the car is at 600 miles so so yeah that new pacifica hybrid would be a perfect rig if i could finagle someone to loan us one 
for my wife and I, we've got this whole West Texas road trip planned that we are very much looking forward to. And that would be a awesome rig to put through its paces as we travel all across the state of Texas with our kiddo and load it up with all our stuff for this long trip. Multiple stops along the way. But uh, yeah, we're, we're going to have to find a, a decent rig to take on this trip. I don't know what we'll be driving but I'm hoping and praying it's something that we can deliver news and insight to you, our listening audience, as we dig into it. That's a not-so-subtle hint. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, we've got connections. Uh, it's just um, making a compelling case, right. so to speak. Right. So, uh, To that end, you can help Matt and I out by, like we've said before, heading on over to gtgaragetalk.com. You can... Find the links to our YouTube channel, our Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Follow us on all those platforms. Share us with all your friends. We've got some pretty awesome merch that I've been working on here lately. I'm a little proud of one of our newest designs in the <laughs> uh, This Little Light of Mine shirt. Uh, yeah. I have not ordered one yet, but uh, one will be ordered soon, I do believe, just because I am very proud of that. So you can check that out uh, on our website as well. Just click on the shop button, and that'll take you to our Teespring shop. We've got all kinds of merch for I'm gonna have to all kinds of situations. I'm going to have to increase my, uh, my T-shirt budget just because of all the shirts you keep putting I, up. I know. See, that's the big problem. Like, I've got tons of T-shirts as is, and I need to start getting rid of some so I can get some more garage talk shirts in in my closet. I went through and cleaned out a whole bunch of, this is total rabbit trail way (laughs) off in left field. Nothing. Well, very little to do with cars. I went through and cleaned it out. Um, my two drawers of t-shirts that, um, I, I had and went to the ones that still fit, you know, cause I'm not the 150 pounds I was in college anymore. And uh, so I don't think you were 150. I think you were 115. <laughs> if I say it fast, <laughs> nobody knows the difference. Um, yeah, I, I'm I'm a little bigger than I was. So I have the shirts that fit now, and it went from two drawers and because of the stuff that was in the dirty clothes mm-hmm. and you know uh, the stuff stacked on top of my dresser that wouldn't fit in the drawers um, down to one drawer. And over half of those have something to do with cars. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, so for me, it's uh, baseball, cars, and Texas. But uh, yeah, we do thank you for listening each and every week. I know this episode was a little bit different. We do ask that you go and participate in our bracket challenge. We will be voting uh, through the beginning of April, aligning with the uh, madness that is the month of March yeah. and into April very excited to do this it's fun it was fun last year it was a highlight of my morning waking up and seeing who actually won each day and posting the next day's voting so the bracket this year is twice as big it's twice as exciting it's so much fun and just looking at building on this each year but yeah go find us on facebook instagram twitter vote 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 and, have fun with us share with your friends don't forget that if you're not voting Ford, you're voting wrong. So I'll just, I'll just throw that out there. Uh, that's up for debate. But uh, we thank you for listening each week and just uh, love that you come back and support us each and every day, each and every week. Share with our friends. Head on over to gtgaragetalk.com. Let us know what you want to hear from us by shooting us an email at gtgaragetalk at gmail.com. Until next time, bye. <laughs>